in nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Grant us peace, O Lord, in our days, for there is no other who will fight for us, save but you, our God. The following is a reading from Father Alban Butler's Lives of the Saints. February 3rd, St. Blaise, Bishop and Martyr. He was Bishop of Sebast in Armenia and was crowned with martyrdom in the persecution of Licinius in 316 by the command of Agricolaus, governor of Cappadocia and the Lesser Armenia. It is mentioned in the Acts of St. Eustratius, who received the crown of martyrdom in the reign of Diocletian and is honored on the 13th of December, that St. Blaise, the Bishop of Sebast, honorably received his relics, deposited them with those of St. Orestes, and punctually executed every article of the last will and testament of St. Eustratius. His festivals kept a holiday in the Greek church on the 11th of February. He is mentioned in the ancient Western martyrologies, which bear the name of St. Jerome. Otto and Usuard, with several more ancient manuscript martyrologies quoted by Chatelain, place his name on the 15th. In the Holy Wars, his relics were dispersed over the West, and his veneration was propagated by many miraculous cures, especially of sore throats. He is the principal patron of the Commonwealth of Ragusa. No other reason than the great devotion of the people of this celebrated martyr of the church seems to have given occasion to the woolcombers to choose him the titular patron of their profession, on which account his festival is still kept by them with the solemn guild at Norwich. Perhaps also his country might in part determine them to this choice, for it seems that the first branch, or at least hint, of this manufacture was borrowed from the remotest known countries of the East, as was that of silk, or their iron combs with, with which he is said to have been tormented gave occasion to this choice. The iron combs, hooks, racks, swords, and scaffolds, which were purpled with the blood of the martyrs, are eternal proofs of their invincible courage and constancy in the divine service. But are they not at the same time subjects of our condemnation and confusion? How weak are our resolutions? How base our pusillanimity and cowardice in the pursuit of virtue? We have daily renewed our most sacred baptismal engagements and our purposes of faithfully serving God. These we have often repeated at the feet of God's ministers and in presence of his holy altars. And we have often begun our conversation with great fervor. Yet these fair blossoms were always nipped in the bud. For want of constancy, we soon fell back into our former sloth and disorders, adding to our other prevarications that of base infidelity. Instead of encountering gibbets and wild beasts, we were scared at the sight of the least difficulty, or we had not courage to make the least sacrifice of our passions, or to repulse the weakest and most contemptible assaults of the world. Its example, or the dangerous company from which we had no, not resolution to separate ourselves, carried us away. And we had not courage to withstand those very maxims which we ourselves condemn in the moments of our serious reflections as contrary to the spirit of the gospel. Perhaps we often flew back for fear of shadows or out of apprehensions 
frequently imaginary, lest we should forfeit some temporal advantage, some useful or agreeable friend. Perhaps we were overcome by the difficulties which arose barely from ourselves, and wanted resolution to deny our senses, to subdue our passions, to renounce dangerous occasions, or to enter upon a penitential life. Blinded by self-love, have we not sheltered our dastardly pusillanimity under the cloak of pretended necessity or even virtue? Sancte Blase, ora pro nobis. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Amen.